0: Hello Merry Christmas Merry Christmas And welcome back to the Future in Finance podcast Where every week we help you get through your CMAP studies One ridiculous way Or, or another, another. Um, If you are joining us as this episode drops You can tell by our disgusting jumpers If you're watching the YouTube channel That it is Christmas in the next few days And we are very excited Sadly we couldn't manage to get any antlers on Lucan who's making a guest appearance this week for Christmas But we will be wrapping him in wrapping paper a little bit later. Oh yeah, because he'll
1: tolerate that so much better than the (laughs) antlers.
0: Off camera though, we definitely won't do that on camera. (laughs) This week we are going to be covering topic 24 of the CMAP1 textbook, which is Other Regulation Affecting the Advice Process. Is that the title?
1: Are you still with me? That is the title. I... I feel like they need... Someone with mar- a marketing background, or just some nah, intelligence is mean. But intelligence is mean. Yeah. rebrand, rebranding, fun, more fun, more pizzazz. What a Christmas miracle that would be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. I think I've said the last couple of episodes I've really enjoyed like they've been a bit sexy, a bit different. I keep using the word sexy in completely the wrong context, but hey Maybe This that's is actually a beige flag. This is that is my beige flag. <laughs> Financial advice is sexy. But we're gonna get through it as best we can. I'm gonna give you the highlights. Again, it's not a comprehensive study guide. Please don't think it is. You can get a bunch of help with your CMAP studies outside of the textbook if that's really not tickling your pickle. You can go to futureinfinance.co <laughs> <laughs> Let me try that again. You can finance. Listen, <laughs> I offer help with EC Map studies. So whether it's masterclasses or like fast track courses, a lot of people call them, e-learning platforms, one-on-one support. I've got a TikTok channel, I've got an Instagram page. I have literally dedicated my career to helping people pass their CMAP exams and my I toot my own festive horn, toot, toot toot toot, quite successfully so so, so, so far. So you can read reviews all over the Instagram page. You can have a look at them on the website. You can join a supportive WhatsApp community if you want to. All the information is on the website. Just go ahead and hit subscribe, but we won't keep you any longer. We will jump straight in and talk about what is in this beige topic, which is apparently my thing. Mm. Data protection.
1: I, I enjoy data protection. Why? Maybe Maria? that's my beige flag. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it's I think it's really interesting to because Data has changed so much. So it's gone from written signed contracts that you know you have to look after to all of the data that we now input into everything online. I don't know why I've got the giggles. I'm you really, really sorry. I've giggle. got no idea what's going on in it's my brain. It's the festive spirit. <laughs> the festive spirit. Spirit, yeah. <laughs> we don't drink and finance. We do not. So we're clear. And we can't advocate for that either.
0: But Maria really... Gets off on GDPR, that was good to know. <laughs> Woo! It's really, really important for any kind of financial services stuff. We have the, the GDPR acts that tell businesses what they have to do and how they have to operate when it comes to our data. Equally, as customers, we have rights when it comes to our data. So there's two types of people in the world. Those that open up a new website and see the, do you want to accept our cookies or do you want to decline out of everything? I am the accept person. I'm the person that is like, just show me the goddamn website information. Maria is the person that clicks on settings and goes through and unticks every single box all the way down. I also go show partners. By the time she's done that, I have done my shopping. bought stuff. And sent everyone my information. (laughs) My data must be worth millions by this point.
1: Although my argument is this, for people that get really, really really into it, which I do have a couple of family members, full tin hat brigade, you know, um, don't have Wi-Fi because of the when you go to the nano robots
0: like, leave your phone outside in the metal box on the outside of the house dial-ups actually
1: it's on the road don't allow it onto the property <laughs> I wish she was joking um, <laughs> so they are like oh you can't put your you the, they're farming our data in ten to twenty years your privacy is going to be the most people's privacy and an anonymity is going to be one of the most lucrative things blah 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 and i'm like okay but if somebody wants to farm and data mine me good fucking luck i even know what my credit score is uh you can i mean go to town strange people on the black internet or whatever the dark web it's a black Black internet internet, wow Ooh, about that tin hat brigade um yeah i just i i'm i'm somewhere in the middle i'm like i don't want to accept all the cookies but i don't really care if you clone me i mean i'm sure you'll feel differently if you're ever a victim if of i am identity ever a victim fraud. Of identity fraud i'm probably going to get pretty strongly miffed
0: yeah so the reason that protecting your data is so important is because if your data isn't adequately protected people can commit identity fraud and the idea is is that they pretend to be you and they apply for a loan and they just put their bank details in instead of yours so they get that 15k drop into their bank account but you're liable for that debt that's what identity fraud is and it's really really difficult to prove that it wasn't you because these days it shouldn't happen it still does massively like it's a huge industry
1: which is crazy when you think about You know how much we've talked about checks and all the things that have to happen in order to get loans and get mortgages and secure your data and your money and blah, 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 blah like all of these things and to, f- to think it still happens.
0: Another thing with data protection, though, is w- something that we probably don't realise, actually, until right now what I'm going to tell you about it is special categories of personal data. So you will see um, news articles where it's like Samsung got hacked and a bunch of their data got stolen Okay, so Samsung probably have your name, your address, your date of birth. Worst case scenario. There are special categories of personal data that some places have to record. Now, they have to have a legitimate legal reason to record them. Mm. But there are you need to know about these special categories. So I think there's six, and I didn't write them all down in my notes. So we're going to wing it. <laughs> on Memory wing test. Prayer. Yeah, so... Race is one of them. Yep. If you apply for a bank, they don't need to know what your race is. It's none of their goddamn business. Some places do have to record it. Religion. You can see why that one would be important. Political beliefs. Oh, interesting. So not so much a big deal in this country, but if you think about other countries where there are conflicts, that could be. You know, that could cost you your I life. I mean, in fairness,
1: nowadays, if someone tells me they're a Tory, I'm like, fuck off. Oh well, yeah, there is that um
0: race religion political persuasion um sexual preference sexual orientation what
1: do they call it sexual orientation orientation, sexual preferences what you're who you're into as a general rule not like specifically like you know greg from number 62
0: yeah like male female non-binary whatever tickles your pickle that is your sexual orientation okay um And then biometric data and health data, so if you think about taking out life insurance, they will say, hey, what's your medical background? Hey, how much do you weigh? What's your... shoe size, dress size, whatever it is that they ask. All of that is classed as special categories of personal data, and they need an extra level of security. I don't think I need to explain why. I think it makes pretty good sense as to why. One thing that businesses do have to do, and this is all in with FCA regulation, because that's how all this connects. So you've got general data protection regulation, and then the FCA says, hey, you need to put this in to in- instill it in your businesses. So they have to have one of six different reasons to be able to legally process your data. And you do need to know about them for the purposes of map exam. Some of them are really obvious, though. So the first one is consent. They need to have your consent. So are you hitting allow cookies or are you telling them no? That's the first one. The second one is contract. So are you entering into a contract with them? And if so, chances are they are at least going to need your name, address and date of birth. If not, your email address and your bank details as well, depending on the kind of contract that you're entering into. Legal obligation, again, works the exact same way. So is there a legal obligation for them to have to process your data at that particular point? Yeah. Quirky one, vital interest. And the example I always give with this is in... So in England, I think it's 111, but I believe in Scotland it's a different number. It's the NHS number. You know, if you need, like, you can't get Non-emergency. a Non-emergency... Yeah. Yeah. So it's not severe enough to go to A&E, but it's severe enough and you can't get a doctor's appointment. You can ring 111 and you get medical advice. When you ring them, they will ask for your name, your date of birth, your address, not just to find you on the system, but they'll also ask for where you are at present. So what address are you currently in? Are you on your own? Is this your contact number? The idea being that it is in your interest that if you drop and have a heart attack in the next three minutes, they can send help. So there's a vital interest with that. Public task is another one. So is it in the public's best interest for your data to be processed? Which I'm pretty sure is why a lot of police forces do what they do. They're like, it's in public interest for me to find out who you are and why you're here.
1: Oh, right, yes.
0: Um, And legitimate interest is a similar one. So again, if you're entering into a contract with a business, that's the legitimate interest as to why they need to process your data. Why they need
1: your information. Okay, got it.
0: But the whole idea with data protection is most, certainly for financial services, you have to give your data over to be able to get any kind of financial product, be it from a basic bank account right the way up to a loan, a mortgage, anything like that. Yeah. But your data has to be protected. And we have rights as customers. We have rights to... Have incorrect data that is held about us changed? We have the right to have our data removed in certain circumstances. So, if you've been onto a website and you put your information and in, you've never bought anything from them, you could probably contact them and go, "Can you delete my data?" Equally, if you've got a mortgage with a company, you can't just ring the mortgage company and be like, "Hey, I'm done with you fuckers. Please, can you just delete all my data?" <laughs> They're going to say no. Yes. Thank I'm you. I'm so that. sorry, Lucan. Uh, if you could hear that on the audio, that was the sound of a sausage dog. Done with our shit. Uh,
1: what did we have, Maria? Give me a recap. Memory test. Oh, you weren't paying attention. I was no. I'm. I was waiting for Lucan to do that and flinching, waiting for the flap. Um, our rights as customers. Our rights as customers. Rights of if to know what data they're holding and get rid of incorrect data. Uh, but you can't do it with a mortgage. Well done. To ask for the data that we are holding, we have to do something called a Subject
0: Access Request. So if you ever think a company is holding your data, oh. you can request, you can do a Subject Access Request. And it's basically saying, you need to show me what information you hold. Which is why if you ever work in a centre where you use systems and you make notes on customer policies, never, ever, ever i mean one because it would just be bad to do it in business anyway but never be like customer was a bit of a wanker today enter onto the system because if they do a subject access request and you've entered that into their system they will get record of that and i know from experience when we worked in the insurance companies one of the guys that worked on my team did exactly that they asked for a subject access request and it went down like a fart in a spacesuit
1: yeah which is fair enough Mm -hmm. i mean we used to have codes yeah, yeah. Codes, <laughs> codes. Some people used abbreviations, which is Again. quite obvious. Yeah. Um, but we'd have like you know customers a code two. Oh, code two. Oh yeah, yeah. we never had that. In our which department. was just code shit. Customers a <laughs> shit. That was a Code two.
0: And then, actually, the last thing we're probably going to have time to all about to talk about this topic is external auditors, internal auditors, sausage dog on the move.
1: And compliance officers, it's fine. He's going to go. You're going to hear the tippy-tappies. Lucan's officially out.
0: For businesses to be able to prove that they are doing everything that they should be doing from a regulation perspective, so to the FCA, they will probably do something called an external audit. Now, an external audit happens when an external company comes into the business and looks at their accounts and goes, actually, yeah, everything that the FCA have asked you to do we can see that you're doing it yeah you've recorded it all of your business processes are sound they will come in and they will look at every single bit of paperwork that company has produced in the last 12 months when we used to work together it was once my job to be like the lackey i don't even know what they call that anymore for the external auditors and i basically had to go around all the heads of departments and ask for all of these documents i was the most hated person at assurance for four weeks in that process. Yeah, but you really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did because I was inconveniencing everybody else around me and that's what I lived for. Yeah. But that's what an external auditor is. They come in before
1: a company's accounts are due to be published and that's the key thing with that one. How does that happen? Do they do it uh, by request or it's automatic? So the company
0: will pay external auditors to come in because it's in Uh... their interest to make sure that everything that they publish is accurate because if it's not, they're going to get into loads of trouble with the FCA how do you do that like is it just big companies i'm assuming it's i've only heard of big companies doing it so assurance did it and there's a a company called kpmg and they they just deal with auditors like they just have auditors that's what they do they do audits for businesses it's a whole thing but a lot of companies will also have internal auditors so it's their job to check stuff as well but they need to get checked every so often yeah that makes sense
1: and then the last one is
0: compliance officers. Um, I have to pause for a second. I'm really sorry. My
1: sausage dog is messing with everything, and he's about to take one of Charlotte's daughter's teddies <laughs> and remove its arms. Oh so, no! He's he's thought better of yeah, it. Yeah, maybe just um, swing the door on it, him so that he can't come back in. If you are listening to this, I'm really sorry because all you can probably hear is the pitter patter of
0: tiny 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 claws. claws. Uh, if you're watching it, you might have seen him kicking around. Really sorry. <laughs> sorry. Compliance officers. Yes. A compliance officer is somebody who checks that processes are doing what they are meant to. So that's a terrible yeah. example. If Let's say you work for an insurance company and they launch a new product, which is mobile phone insurance for EE. Let's yep. give that as an example. A compliance officer would be one, there from day one of that even being an idea. So they would speak to the project managers and they would go, hey, okay, how is this going to work? What processes
1: are you going to put in place? And is it all FCA compliant? So basically making sure that if the FCA ever comes in and goes, ha ha, ha let us see everything, this X, Y, Z, it's all above board and sorted and done. Exactly. It's the compliance officer's job
0: to eat, sleep, breathe, drink, whatever FCA guidelines.
1: We and had an entire department, didn't we, in the call centre? Yeah, I did a... I was going to say... I've, I was one of those ones. Yeah, you were one of those. I really
0: got around in the work working world I mean, I didn't actually mean it like that. came out wrong. I did a lot of jobs before I found out what I wanted to do is where that was meant to go. the better. Excellent. And actually, I think that is pretty much all the key stuff for Topic 24 boxed off. And I don't think we need to drag it out. I think you've taken quite a lot on board anyway. Yeah, but
1: once again not comprehensive we won't have covered everything this we definitely is haven't covered everything just a little light-hearted sojourn into whatever awful title they've given this particular chapter
0: yeah so that was topic four make sure you tune in next week for the last
1: Ooh, the last topic so that's all topic. of c map
0: one done that is the wow. first season or series of the future in finance podcast completely Can't boxed off it. me either That's amazing. What will happen is we will, you'll have the last episode, we might have a little bit of a break, we might do some specials, but we'll be coming back for season series two, where we cover everything CMAP 2 and 3 related. So this is the Christmas special. This is the Christmas special. Christmas, Christmas. i promise you that there like is you've been just the eggnog. there and it is not coming across <laughs> that way even remotely but thank you so much for tuning in please get in touch please let us know that you listened yeah let us know if you learned something if you've got any personal experiences with anything that we can use because that's what helps people learn those are yeah. great too slide into my instagram dms my number is on the website you can send me a whatsapp i challenge any other provider to match that level of service literally we are here to help with anything cmap related so please do get in touch it's always great to hear from you guys good luck with you studying take some time off have a few drinks enjoy yourself it's christmas thanks for
1: tuning in and we will catch you next week merry christmas and cue outro music